what is justification? And the answer given is that justification is an act of God's free grace, wherein he pardoneth all our sins and accepteth us as righteous in his sight, only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us and received by faith alone. Such an important concept here, such an important doctrine. I'll read now from Galatians 2, 15 through 21. Here now the reading of God's holy word. Paul, writing to the church in Galatia, says, to the churches in Galatia, says, We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by works of the law no one will be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ we too are found to be sinners, is Christ then a servant of sin? Certainly not. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. For through the law I died to the law so that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live, I live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not nullify the grace of God, for if righteousness were through the law, then Christ died for no purpose. This is now the reading of God's holy word. May he add his blessing to the preaching of it this afternoon. The question, what is justification, is a very important one. Some theologians have noticed that this, this doctrine is so important that it can be said that the church kind of stands or falls based upon how we handle this doctrine. If we get this doctrine wrong, we get everything wrong. If we get this doctrine right, it will help us to get a lot of things right. Because when we ask, what is justification? We are really asking the question, how is it that we come to be made right with God? How are we made right in His place? You can see why that question is truly central. There are other very important doctrines, of course, contained in the Holy Scriptures. We'll come to talk about the doctrine of of adoption. We'll come to talk about the doctrine of sanctification, and those are very important truths. But the doctrines of adoption and sanctification uh, mean little if we get this answer wrong. How is it that we come to be made right with God? Uh, That answer has to be answered correctly before the others can even be addressed. And indeed, that is what justification is about. It's about being made right in God's sight. Our catechism is, as usual, very helpful. What is justification? The first phrase is this. Justification is an act of God's free grace. Notice, first of all, that justification is here called an act. It is called an act. When you do an act, it's something that you do and it's done. Acts have a beginning and they have an end. So here justification is to be seen as an act that God does. It's not a progressive thing. We do not progressively, uh, we are not progressively justified throughout the whole of the Christian life. It is something that comes to us in a moment. It is an act. Notice that it is said to be an act of God. Uh, This is a very important thing to notice here. It is not you who justify yourself, but it is God who justifies you. He does not do it progressively, but in a moment of time, God justifies. It is God's work and not yours. 
And here it is said that it is an act of God's free grace. When you hear those words, free grace, you're to think of a gift. This is a gift that God gives. It is not something that is earned. It cannot be earned. So whatever we say about justification, we must begin here. Justification is an act. It is not a progressive thing. It is an act of God. It is something He does and not something that we do. And it is an act of God's free grace. It is a gift that He gives. It is not something that is earned. Um, it, it, is, it is a gift from Him. In fact, that really is what Paul was talking about in that Galatians text that we just read, where he insists that, that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but through faith in Christ Jesus. In other words, you, you cannot earn your justification through law-keeping. Why is that? The, the reason should be obvious. When we look at the law, what do we see? Oh, I've broken this law, and it's something that we confess together often here at Emmaus. I, I, I have violated this law in thought, word, and deed. So you cannot earn your right standing before God through law-keeping because the law... Though we ought to keep it, and, and, and though it is good, it really condemns us. It shows us that we are guilty sinners. And of course, Paul was addressing that subject with the churches in Galatia because it was a major problem in the early church. Some were teaching that we can be made right with God through our law-keeping. Paul is saying, there's no way. There's no way. And indeed, this has been a problem that has plagued uh, the church from the time of Christ and even beforehand. Uh, on to this present day. People assume that they can be made right with God through law-keeping. In fact, they stumble over that stone. It's the thing that everybody seems to trip over, this idea that we can be justified through law-keeping. Paul says, no, it is by the grace of God that we are justified, and it is received through faith in Christ alone. So justification is an act of God's free grace, This is what Paul says also in Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified, there is our word, by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It's kind of all there, isn't it, in Romans 3.23 and 24. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're guilty sinners. We are justified by His grace, by the grace of God, as a gift. It's not something we can earn through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. It's because of what Christ has done for us that we're able to be justified in God's sight. Our catechism goes on to actually tell us about what justification is with the phrase, wherein he pardoneth all our sins. So this is what justification is. It is having your sins pardoned. To be justified is to be pardoned. To be justified is to be declared, to be declared not guilty or innocent. As I was singing and preparing to come up here, I was thinking of, of a courtroom. And in fact, I've been in a courtroom uh, before where there is a trial being conducted of a very serious nature. That's a heavy, weighty scene, by the way, when you're sitting and observing the judge and the jury and the the accused with the lawyers all present and witnesses and, and, and you, you're watching all of this transpire and you're thinking this is heavy this man everything is on the line for him his whole life is on the line really uh, if he's guilty he'll go away forever never to see freedom again if he's innocent he'll, he'll go free this is such a heavy moment for him and to hear the judge declare the verdict that comes from the jur- jury in our, in our legal system guilty 
and then there's a pronouncement of judgment. That is a very heavy thing. Now, imagine yourself not in a human earthly courtroom, but in God's courtroom. Imagine standing before Him uh, to be judged for all eternity, innocent or guilty. And here we are not talking about a sentence that will last for a year or ten or twenty or more. We're talking about eternity, judgment that will last for all of eternity. This is a very weighty matter. This is a very important thing. We are asking the question, how, how, can, how can we as human beings be made right before God? How, how can we as human beings be declared not guilty in His sight Though we know that we have violated His law in thought, word, and deed, and are in fact guilty before Him, how can we be made right with Him? This is a very weighty matter. But that phrase tells us that in justification, it is possible to have your sins pardoned, or forgiven, or washed away. It is possible to be declared not guilty in God's sight. Uh, God has, has done this for us so that He is... He is able to do this by His free grace to pardon sinners. Ephesians 1.7 says, In Him, that is in Christ, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of His grace. Um, In justification, this benefit comes to us. The benefits of redemption accomplished by Christ. The forgiveness of our sins. Justification is an act of God's free grace, wherein He pardons all of our sins. Like a judge, He pounds the gavel down and says, not guilty, and accepts us as righteous in His sight. So two things happen here. Not only are sinners pardoned and and, and forgiven of their sins, not only are their sins removed or washed away, but also they are declared to be and accepted to be righteous in God's sight. So there's two things going on here. The taking away of sin... The taking away of guilt, washed clean by the blood of Christ, but also the the, the receiving of righteousness, the receiving of of, of righteousness so that we are righteous in God's sight. 2 Corinthians 5.21 speaks to this when it says, For our sake He made Him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. This is referring to Christ, that Christ... Though he had no sin of his own, he was made to be sin because he took our sins upon himself. So there is our sin laid upon Christ and removed from us. So that in him we might become the righteousness of God. We we are then clothed with his righteousness and this is received by faith. The picture that comes to my mind is this. We stand before God as guilty sinners with filthy garments on. Can you imagine filthy garments? Imagine wearing a white robe that's not white anymore because you've been rolling around in the mud all day long. (laughs) And here you are standing before God clothed in filth. What happens to the one who trusts in Jesus Christ? Well, first of all, that filth is washed away so that those garments are, are, are... That filth is washed away so that those filthy garments are removed. But also we are clothed again with brand new white and gleaming garments. How do we get those? Well, those come from Christ. His garments are white. His garments are pure because He had no sin. And so not only are we washed by Him, but also we receive His righteousness as our own. Our catechism goes on to say, only for the righteousness of Christ imputed to us. That word imputed is a very important one, but it actually describes what I just described. Uh, This process whereby we come to have Christ's righteousness as our own. 
He is gleaming white. His garments are gleaming white. And He gives them to us. Here here we are clothed with Christ's righteousness. Romans 5.19 speaks to this when it says, For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners. Who is that one man that is here being spoken of, by the way? For as by the one man's disobedience the many were made sinners. We're talking about Adam's sin. So Adam's sin is imputed to all who descend from him. All of his children were born not in Eden, but outside of Eden. All of his children were born not righteous before God, but in sin. Adam's sin was imputed to all of his descendants, namely all of humanity. So, by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. Who is the one man that is being referred to here in the second part of this passage? Christ, the second Adam. So, by the one man's obedience, the many will be made righteous. So, Christ is able to give His righteousness to those who are His, to those who believe upon Him, to His elect. Philippians 3.8-9 also speaks to this. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, Paul says. For His sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in Him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Do you hear it in Paul here? He's saying that everything in life, every good thing in life, I I count as trash, garbage, in comparison to this wonderful gift. And what is the gift that he refers to? The gift of Christ's righteousness imputed to him. Uh, This is the greatest gift of all, to be clothed with Christ's righteousness so that I might be right before God and have communion with Him forever and ever. A truly beautiful passage there. And then lastly, our catechism concludes with this little phrase, and received by faith alone. And received by faith alone. So how do we come to have our sins washed away? How do we come to have Christ's righteousness as our own? How do we get that? Um, How do we come to be justified in God's sight in this way? It is only through faith. The way that we receive this is by believing upon Christ, by trusting in Him. So just like to receive a gift from your parent, you might put out your hands and and, and take the gift with with your hands and unwrap it and and then say thank you with the mouth. It is like this with, with God. In order to receive this gift of salvation, in order to receive this gift of justification and the imputation of Christ's righteousness, we must believe Uh, That is the instrument that we use in order to receive this justification. And even that faith itself, we know, is a gift from God. All of this is an act of God's free grace, we have learned. So the question I might ask is this, are you justified in God's sight? Are you justified in His sight? When you stand before Him on the last day, what will you hear Him say? Will He slam the gavel down and say, guilty? Or will he slam the gavel down and say, not guilty? In fact, if you are in Christ Jesus, he has already declared you to be not guilty now and for all eternity. If you've already placed your faith in him, this is a reality. You are justified in his sight. And really, uh, this is the first thing that must be done in order for us to enjoy all of the benefits that come to us in Christ Jesus. In order for us to enjoy the benefits of adoption, the benefits of sanctification, and all of the other benefits that flow from these, we must first be made right in God's sight. We must be justified. And this is 
by God's grace alone, received uh, through faith alone, in Christ alone. I pray that it is true of you that you are in Him and will be found in Him on the last day. Let us bow together for a word of prayer and then we will go to corporate prayer together. Father in heaven, you are merciful and kind. We know that by nature we are sinners, and yet you have shown mercy and grace to provide for us a Savior, Christ the Lord, who lived a perfect life in our place and died also in our place, so that in him we might have our sins washed away and his righteousness imputed to us. We thank you for the gift of faith also that you have given to to us, O God. You have given us this ability to believe so that we might say it is all of you and none of us. God, we thank you that you have been so kind to us. We pray that you would draw many others to faith in Christ, our children especially we pray for. We pray that you would keep us, O Lord, in Christ to the end. We pray that you would cause us to grow in our knowledge of him and of how rich we are in him. Indeed, we are rich. We thank you for those, these benefits that come to us through the redemption that Christ has earned. In his name we pray. Amen.